Finally, yesterday, the deal between Microsoft and OpenAI was uh, announced. And uh, I think there is uh, quite a bit of uh, confusion around this deal, as I have seen many people sharing the fact that uh, Microsoft is actually investing $10 billion into OpenAI, which might be the case. But the problem is we don't know for sure. So they didn't share the details. They just told us that this is a multi-year, uh, multi-billion dollars commercial partnership. And uh, this confusion is uh, primarily coming from the fact that uh, in early January, an article came out from uh, the tech publication, from the publication called Semaphore. And then after all the other publications and financial publications follow suit, which actually explained that uh, Microsoft was in talks to invest 10 billions into OpenAI. Again, we don't know yet how much money exactly Microsoft is as invested into the partnership. We don't know yet what's the structure of the deal, meaning is this just a commercial partnership? Is this like a stake into OpenAI LP? Is there like a mixture of the two? So in this episode, I would like to focus indeed, as I said, on those three scenarios, since we don't know exactly what's the deal structure, but we might uh, figure this out in the coming weeks as uh, this deal goes through, this partnership goes through also, because I guess there will be some uh, regulator, uh, regulatory oversight on, um, on, this, uh, on this deal, as you might imagine, since OpenAI is uh, also controlled by a non-profit organization and this is definitely a huge deal on a vertical like AI, uh, which is, uh, you know, quite uh, transformational so far. And indeed, for all those people that have been seeing around the web, sharing the fact that this is a $10 billion deal from Microsoft, as if Microsoft had acquired OpenAI for 10 billions, uh, that's uh, for now the wrong way to look at it because uh, that's uh, not uh, being confirmed. And I guess that if uh, Microsoft had really managed to buy OpenAI for 10 billions, this would be probably one of the best deals of our uh, of our time. But instead, I think um, this might, but let's see, uh, this might go through as a, simply a commercial partnership. And I'm saying simply, but uh, it's uh, if that's the case, it's already a huge, uh, important deal for Microsoft because uh, I'll explain what uh, this entails in a, in a few seconds. But again, let's uh, take into account uh, three scenarios here of uh, how the deal is going through. For now, what we got from both Microsoft and OpenAI is uh, just a press release where they explained that they are extending their long-term partnership, explaining how this agreement is becoming as a sort of a rollout, a roll-up of uh, the previous investments that Microsoft has done into OpenAI in 2019 and then 2021. Uh, I already explained at uh, great length on the podcast the partnership structure, uh, how the organizational corporate structure of OpenAI works, uh, the all the whole history of the Microsoft OpenAI partnership starting in 2016 when Microsoft Azure started to become the go-to AI supercomputer for OpenAI to develop its large language models. And right now we went through the news yesterday of this partnership. Now, as Microsoft announced on its side, this partnership is going to extend at uh, three levels. First of all, it's going to be working on a supercomputing at scale, which is simply what uh, both Microsoft and OpenAI have been doing in the last uh, years, in the last, since 2016. 
This means that uh, Microsoft is going to be investing a huge amount of resources in keep the in keeping uh, growing the infrastructure of the Azure AI supercomputer, which is the underlying infrastructure of the development of everything that has been done by OpenAI in the last, you know, um, six seven years. And uh, the, the main aim of this part here of the, uh, the partnership is going to be really to create the infrastructure to enable a company like OpenAI to scale. So that's number one. Number two is going to be about new AI powered experiences where, you know, Microsoft is looking into ways to deploy OpenAI across both its consumer and enterprise products. Therefore, again, as I explained in previous episodes, nothing new here. You can go back and listen to them. Microsoft is really working with a multi-pronged uh, strategy approach, which is uh, uh, quite uh, uh, quite uh, interesting. Um, is doing actually an integration of uh, OpenAI's technology into its consumer products. The first site that we saw about it was the release of GitHub Copilot. And now we don't know how, but Microsoft is integrated this technology into Bing, the search engine, and um, into other of its products, like for instance, Office. So it's starting from its core products, but we can assume that uh, right now there are dedicated teams across both Microsoft OpenAI just working on those sort of integrations. And then the most, the most interesting part is the integration within the Azure Enterprise Platform where the OpenAI uh, products are integrated within the Azure Enterprise Platform. I explained this also in, uh, in, the, in the previous episode about the, the, the deal closing. But uh, this is also another interesting point because the Enterprise Platform, uh, let's remember, these uh, AI um, a foundational level has the potential to become the next business platform, which might empower the next 10,000 or a million startups on top of the web and therefore also spur a new revolution or a new hardware interface, which may go first toward mixed reality and then AR. Who knows? Let's see. But the interesting part is, you know, if you are able to become the go-to enterprise platform for this development to happen, and where you can become a marketplace where those apps are available, it, it, get, it gets quite interesting. So if you are Microsoft and you're able to put your hands on the, the on creating this platform where OpenAI is integrated, as you can imagine, this becomes quite powerful because that's where most of the value is created and captured in the business platform ecosystem. Now, the thing is, uh, even if this goes through, as we'll see as a commercial partnership, is going to be still quite interesting because Microsoft is going to be is going to have the bandwidth in terms of uh, time and resources to actually integrate OpenAI into its products. And then on the other side, it might have also the know-how over time to actually replicate what OpenAI is doing. Because if you're Microsoft and you own the infrastructure underlying, so the supercomputer, the AI supercomputer underlying OpenAI, over time, once you do understand the technology and the way to train those models and pre-train those models, we might assume that you're, you're also able to build the talent to actually keep developing on top of this infrastructure. So I will explain this in a, in a, in a couple of minutes. And then the last one is, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft as an exclusive cloud prov provider, 
where Azure, Azure is going to power up, as I said, all the workloads of uh, OpenAI uh, API uh, products and services. And uh, this is uh, this has been also uh, explained by uh, you know Open OpenAI on its blog. How again they are working together on multiple fronts. But let me go now through the various scenarios for this deal, as they will share more details in the in the future. So let's imagine a first scenario, which is the commercial partnership. What does it mean? Well, this would be structured simply as a sort of a partnership where Microsoft is an exclusive, you know, uh, distributor and partner in terms of integrating the technology with OpenAI. What does it mean? It means that uh, it, it won't have a direct uh, share into the profits that OpenAI is going to generate, but it will have access to all the technology as a preferred partner, meaning that as soon as the technology will be available, uh, this technology will be integrated into Microsoft. And this can be already something worth uh, many, many billions. So even if the commercial partnership goes through in this way, it's a uh, it's a huge deal and as you can imagine it also gives us a bit of glimpse into why this might be you know multi-billion dollars rather than let's say a hundred billion dollars deal potentially because if you're acquiring something like OpenAI and if you're Microsoft you could have spent also something like in the order of 50 billion who knows it could have been worth something around those lines as well for the kind of transformation that can enable for Microsoft and you could afford it as a uh, as a, a company that is worth a trillion dollar, uh, dollars like Microsoft. In this case of a commercial partnership, of course, the drawback is Microsoft would, uh, would have less control over the strategic decisions of OpenAI, which would have more, much more independence. And therefore, on the other side, uh, OpenAI can keep developing uh, the, the you know, AI products um, as uh, it thinks it makes more sense going forward. Therefore, it would not be uh, acting, Microsoft would not be acting as a shareholder, but simply as a commercial partner. On the other side, you know, the uh, advantage on the other side for Microsoft is that, you know, even if uh, it doesn't have direct sharing into the profits of the company, neither control or take control over the decision, it's still going to be building its AI capabilities through the Azure AI supercomputer and it's still going to have fast access to technology as it gets available to integrate into the whole company. So the value of the commercial partnership is going to be still um, incredibly high, even if it is just a commercial partnership. Another option is OpenAI, uh, Microsoft again puts like uh, you know, as they said in previous speculations, 10 billions into OpenAI and uh, it becomes a major, uh, you know, uh, LP into the OpenAI LP. So the major uh, investor into OpenAI LP, it gets with that 10 billion actually a good chunk of the shares of uh, the OpenAI LP. And uh, with that actually is able to not only have commercial exclusivity when it comes to integration and distribution, of the OpenAI products, it would also get a share of the profits until it recoups its investment. If the deal goes through in this way, it's definitely a, an incredible deal for Microsoft, which not only is building up its own capabilities, it's integrating and getting exclusivity in integrating the products of OpenAI into its own, 
but it also gets a share of the profits. Of course, as explained uh, previously, um, this would mean that uh, actually Microsoft would be a capped investor, meaning that its investment cannot go over 100x the initial amount Microsoft put in, which is still a huge amount of money. And therefore, it means that once Microsoft has, um, uh, you know, once the money that is owed to Microsoft is returned in form of profits, then the whole stick into DLP is going to go back to the non-profit organization of OpenAI, which will then enjoy all the profits in the future that OpenAI is making, and therefore also the commercial partnership might uh, uh, dwindle down. That's another option. And here, of course, the advantage are all seem in mostly in favor of uh, of Microsoft. Also, because as a, as you can imagine, as a shareholder of DLP, Microsoft might still influence the influence the direction of uh, of uh, the the OpenAI LP. Even though it's very important to highlight that uh, in this structure, the general partner as uh, is the one that makes strategic decision, and the general partner as uh, is actually the 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 uh, non -fund, the non -fund, non -fund, non for profit uh, non profit uh, board uh, which is part uh, again of the foundation. Other option it's simply a mixture of the two, where Microsoft is uh, putting down uh, a chunk of money to get a chunk of uh, of uh, shares into DLP and therefore a chunk of profits, which in previous uh, statements in previous like. Uh, um, financial publications that came out, uh, they said that uh, this share of profits might be in the order of like 75% uh, of the profits generated by OpenAI and then afterward uh, pretty much, uh, you know, 49%. And again, keep in mind that it's true that uh, a lot of people are saying, yeah, those are profits and therefore the deal will be even better for, 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 um, for Microsoft. On the other side, let's remember that uh, the whole cost structure of OpenAI right now is built on top of Microsoft Azure. So uh, the, there is uh, really no cost associated to the OpenAI uh, infrastructure until this will be pretty much amortized by the Microsoft Azure enterprise, enterprise platform, which is where most of the costs are. Of course, then there are all the other costs related to uh, employees and staff, but uh, most of the costs will be really the supercomputing. On top of that, and we can assume that once OpenAI keeps scaling, actually a lot of costs will be also in terms of uh, scaling up the employees' uh, base. So that's another point. It might be that a chunk of the money goes into the LP and another, another chunk goes into the commercial partnership, meaning that Microsoft is actually investing a huge amount of money into the infrastructure, which is going to serve OpenAI to keep scaling. And, uh, and the third option is the speculation that uh, was uh, made uh, in the financial publications since January, where Microsoft, um, again, um, extends the, the partnership through um, a check on investment of uh, $10 billion, where it gets control, um, as I said previously, but it can be also sort of hybrid. So those are the three scenarios, again, a first one might be a commercial partnership between OpenAI and Microsoft, which is simply a commercial partnership where Microsoft is uh, investing the money into the infrastructure and as a return is getting uh, preferred uh, access to OpenAI technology and uh, preferred access to distribute this technology through its enterprise platform. 
A second option is Microsoft investing 10 billion into OpenAI and getting a good chunk of the LP and also the profits generated in the coming years. And the third option is actually an hybrid structure where uh, you know Microsoft might put a part of this money into the part the LP, but then the rest is go goes into the into the commercial partnership. So we'll see how this goes through. But anyhow, uh, since this has been confirmed, it's going to be interesting to to watch. And it's very important to point out that uh, this deal went through quite fast so far because, uh, as I explained, OpenAI. Uh, ChatGPT for OpenAI was both a blessing and a curse. It was a blessing because it was a success uh, which was an order of magnitude, um, you know, more higher than it was expected, as Sam Altman explained in an interview just a few days back. But then on the other side is also a curse because it's, it's putting a huge amount of pressure into OpenAI to uh, maintain and sustain this rocket ship, which is ChatGPT. And now it seems there is no way back because once you have threatened Google at the point of launching a consumer tool which can be as powerful as Google, then you awaken the tech giant, the AI tech giant, which is Google. And therefore, you can expect fast launch of AI products from Google, which is, a, is already not only there is the voice that uh, Brin and Page, the founders of Google, might be coming back, but it's also quite interesting because Google has announced its AI strategy as launching 20 different products in different formulas within the, the, the company, from core products to new products, we'll see. So again, Google, the Google AI strategy is going to be moving also here toward the multi-pronged approach where it's going to be launching a new product called Sparrow, which is going to be a ChatGPT-like product, but it's going to be, uh, at least as they said, uh, much more grounded and it might be able to actually retrieve sources as it goes by. And then a second point is going to be the integration of those uh, of the AI much more widely uh, into the core products of Google from search to the productivity products. And the third point, it might be the development of new uh, language models and large generative models that tackle multimodality, meaning that Google is looking into ways to actually enable um, uh, large generative models to tackle all the possible formats from media, image, text, video, and audio. And I explained already in a previous episode how multimodality is the next frontier for the foundational layer because in a foundational layer that got very competitive in a short amount of time, Competing right now means going, uh, you know, passing the the, the single mode uh, and single modality stages stage where you have a, a different foundational model for text, another model for image, another model for 3D, for audio, and so forth. So right now, a foundational level to actually compete and create a huge competitive advantage and actually uh, gain market shares quite quickly. In this competitive landscape, you need to come out with something which can be breakthrough, like a multi-model AI generative model, which is what uh, it seems Google is also working on. And again, on the other side, uh, uh, also OpenAI and Microsoft are moving in various directions, and it seems that also OpenAI might be working on multimodality. When and if this will be achieved already with the current paradigm, it might be, but we'll see how long it's going to take. And as I said in a previous episode, the, the reaching multimodality 
uh, it uh, is going to make a huge difference because uh, it's going to make a difference between uh, an AI ecosystem which evolves quite quickly in the next, next couple of years if we achieve multimodality to an AI ecosystem that uh, uh, evolves much more slowly in the next, let's say, five, ten years if we don't, we're not able to reach multimodality in the next, let's say, one or two years. So that's it for now. That's uh, my comment about the Microsoft OpenAI deal. And uh, again, let's uh, wait for final confirmation of how things are going through and uh, the details about the deal. But as soon as those will be available, I will make sure to actually share them with you here.